Genre. Back to the Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who: The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one Doctor at a time. I'm Cass Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez, and I'm Scott Corelli. And today on the show, we'll be discussing The Lodger, the Eleventh Doctor's ninth story. Hmm. Uh, twelve years old. This story. Twelve Nuh-uh. years. Twelve. Aired in June of 2010, 12 years ago. Uh, All right, I'm out. Made me... Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the the weirder one is the fact that next week's episode, or the next episode we're covering, Robot of Sherwood, was eight years ago. Um, that seems insane to me. That, that seems we, even more insane we, than this being 12 years. Yeah. And we talked Crazy. about it when it was live. <laughs> I know. That was eight years oh ago. Yeah, I know. Um, time keeps on slipping. Well, it's interesting because, <laughs> like, you know, immediately it's like, wow, like James Corden 12 years ago, Matt, yeah. Matt Smith 12 years ago, Karen Gillan 12 yeah. years ago. And yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. it's for me, from my perspective, um, it's like been a ton of time, but also like no time at all. Right. Of, of like, tw- it feels like, centuries ago like Mm -hmm. wow look at all the life and stuff that james corden and matt smith and karen gillen have done in my own life i guess but also like they all basically kind of look the same that's true i i would say i would say that matt smith is starting to show his age a little bit and so he doesn't quite i I was like watching this episode i was like oh he does have like a baby face here he's very young but more or less, Karen Gillan looks the same. I would say, more or less. Um, there's what were you say, Nick? <laughs> there's a, uh, I think there's a franchiseography or something. Or maybe it was dueling genre. Anyway, we were talking about the phenomenon of seeing only one character in an actor forever. Yep. Like, doesn't matter what, I will only ever see the Doctor when I see Peter Capaldi. Um, mm-hmm. I have the opposite thing where. Whichever project I have seen you in last, that is who you are to me. Uh-huh. So so watching The Lodger today was really weird because like I am fully in like Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen. Oh uh-huh. no. <laughs> That's who you are. And so seeing him be like Tigger again was like, "Oh, whoa, this is this is jarring." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. I'm I'm like that as well. Uh I I always get thrown with James Corden because I just think of him as Craig. And so every time I'm like, what's the name of that late night host? Craig something, Craig. And they're like, Craig, Craig, Craig Robertson or like, Craig Craig, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. The one that does the the karaoke. And they're like, James Corden. And I was like, oh yeah, right. That's right. Craig, 
<laughs> Craig isn't his real name. That's right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, okay. So this episode is written by Gareth Roberts. Gareth Roberts, his first Doctor Who script was The Shakespeare's Code. Um, that was the first time he wrote for the show. However, it was not the first time he intended to write for the show. Originally in season two, uh, there was going to be before before it was decided that Mickey would become a, a companion for a while. There was going to be an episode where uh, Rose is stuck in the TARDIS w- flying through the galaxy while uh, Ten has to move in with Mickey. And they were going to, like, deal with their their shit um, in terms of, like, how much Mickey, like, doesn't like the doctor and is, like, really not into him, like, taking Rose away. And they were, like, going to deal with all of that while also, like, having, like, silly, you know, the doctor is a roommate shenanigans. Um, that was always intended to be an episode in uh, season two of uh, Doctor Who. But um, as uh, the season started sort of breaking out and... Russell T. Davies had like a good idea of like what season two was going to look like. Um, it was decided that uh, it didn't it didn't fit anymore. Um, and so that ep- that episode idea instead became a comic strip in Doctor Who Monthly uh, that Gareth Edwards r- r- wrote. Gareth Edwards <laughs> um, that uh, uh, that that Gareth Roberts wrote. Um, and uh, it, yeah, and it is basically that it's Ten and Mickey. Um, and, and, you know, but it's a little more silly and not as emotionally charged as, um, the original intention for, uh, the live action episode would have been. Um, but Moffat this whole time, uh, who is like friends with Gareth Roberts had heard about this idea of like the doctor as a roommate. And he was like, that's, that idea is just silly enough to work. I love that idea. Uh, and he was like he was thinking about it all the time and eventually uh when he took over the show and uh he invited gareth to write an episode um in season five he was like i want you to do that the roommate the doctor who roommate episode um and so he was like but rethink it with the uh with the new team and uh and so yeah so then that's what um, he ended up doing this was um, at, at one point he is pitching an episode, which I don't know what the the concept of this episode is. No one seems to know that material, but uh, it was an episode called Death to the Doctor. Um, that was an episode that he had pitched for series five and they were going to do. But then the budget got crazy and he was like actually instead of doing that episode that would have been like big and expensive remember that roommate thing let's do that instead and we'll uh we'll film it at the very very tail end of of series five when we have run out of all of our money and there's just (laughs) enough left over to film uh, your episode and we'll continuously rewrite it to bring the budget lower and lower and lower depending on what we need um and so that's what they did and uh, there were there were some extra scenes that um, they never uh, ended up shooting, um, and uh, I I do miss a few of those. Um, one of those episodes was, uh, or one of those scenes was like, let's see, uh, let me see if I can find it. It was a, um, uh, let's see, there was like a, there was like a scene where they go to a um, a pub quiz, and every the the team is. 
uh, is excited because he's really the doctor's really good at pub quiz, and then it like transitions, and he has gotten every answer right. Um, the entire time, and no one else has gotten an answer right, and <laughs> everyone is really annoyed that the doctor is like a know-it-all at the pub quiz. Um, and they they cut that up that that scene out. Um, and there was another scene uh, that was also really funny, like that. Oh, they were playing video games, uh, and it was a first-person shooter. And they were playing video games together, and rather than shoot anybody, the doctor <laughs> uses the game to go and talk to the bad guys and tell and and talk them into putting their their weapons down and ending the war. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Craig is just like, I don't even know how you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, but they uh, they cut both of those things um, because uh, just to like. I don't know, cut back on like they would have had to build the video game um, for that scene. And then the the pub uh, quiz was like, well, we'd have to like have a pub set or go to a location and it'll just save us money not to have extras. That. Yeah, and extras. Totally. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it is interesting. At one point, um, the villain of this of the episode was going to be. Uh, it, the episode was going to be called Mrs. Megloss, and it was going to be a sequel to Megloss, like the the fourth Doctor story. Um, but they decided that Megloss, with like this, it had like you know spiky a spiky head design. Um, they were like, oh, this is too close to the to the characters that were just in the End of Time, so we don't want to reuse that. So then they ended up just like going with like a new like kind of generic um, villain. That's so but, weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The episode <laughs> was going to be called Mrs. Megloss. And then uh, at another point, the episode was called Something at the Top of the Stairs. Um, and then Don't Go Up the Stairs. And then eventually they just circled back to the original title of the comic strip, which was The Lodger. Um, it's, uh, it is interesting. I will say my, my one complaint with this episode um, which is that the villain is very similar to a lot of villains this season in in series five, which is like a not a, a like a living being that is like it, I, I don't know like it's just it's very confused it feels very like prisoner zero and it feels very similar to um uh what's the other one I was thinking of um I don't know. It just uh, like the beast below. It feels a little beast below ish. Like there was just like a very rote kind of like Doctor Who stock villain that Moffat was using throughout series five. And I don't think you realized how similar, how samey all of these villains were. But this the, this one does suffer from that. I think. Um, yeah. The misunderstood, waylaid, like uh, symp- sympathetic like maroon yeah. alien yeah yeah um well i i was gonna say it reminds me of the stuff uh that we're gonna be talking about next time with like capaldi because like it's not an alien it's like a hall it's like a ship program so like right it's it's like you know like robots or whatever right right yeah I don't know, but it, it just it it does feel there's just something very samey about like the projection of a human that isn't mm. really a human, but it's tricking other humans. Like, I feel like we see that a lot in series five. Uh, um, kind of like not to not to going into a little bit about ne- you know the Capaldi episode next week. It's like 
not necessarily a malevolent force, just like an emotionless mechanical force. Right, mm-hmm. right. Which is also very similar to uh, The Girl in the Fireplace, um, mm-hmm. another very famous Moffat story where it's just ro- dumb robots making stupid mistakes because they don't understand how humans work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is, I think it's a really funny episode. I think it's the, the funniest episode of series five, um, arguably. And it's just fun seeing the doctor in like very mundane scenarios. Um, I think it's a lot of fun and I'm just going to say it. I, I, I think, I think James Corden's great in this. Um, I, I really do. I think he's really, really fun and, and sweet. And uh, a perfect put upon straight man um, opposite the doctor. I think that they should have left it at this and not come back uh, and did a sequel um, because I think the sequel is uh, diminishing returns. Um, But I like this. I like this a lot. What do you guys think? Cass? Um, I love this episode. Um, Yeah. I like like less than a minute into it when we see the TARDIS set um like that that shot of like the full TARDIS set I like swore because I was just like dude I miss this in Doctor Who like like it just like the the reaction that I had to just like uh seeing that and like this team and like re-immersing myself in like this world in this era was like so visceral and like joyful um and I agree. I think James Corden is really charming and funny um, mm-hmm. in this episode. So for a long time, I didn't understand like why people hated him a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess now I do, but like no, he's he's great in this, um, and I really like his chemistry with both the actress who plays his love interest and uh, the Doctor. So. Uh, Daisy Haggard, who plays Sophie, who I've also seen in a bunch of stuff since this. Um, and she's really funny. Like she's just a really funny actress. She's in a bunch she's of really stuff. Good. She was in um episodes. Uh, uh, Nick, the like sort of sort of uh, proto uh, entourage where it's like about like British writers coming to America and making a remake of their British show that they became famous for with um, Matt LeBlanc. And, yeah, we're with Matt LeBlanc playing Matt LeBlanc playing himself. Um, and she's like an assistant in that where she just always has this sourpuss look on her face that everyone's like, why does your face always look like that? And she's like, what do you mean? And she just like, (laughs) I don't know. She just looks like she just smelled something terrible every time she talks. She's really funny on it. Um, I don't know. Uh, Nick, you're a big fan of this episode, right? I, I have been for many years and, and I remember it very fondly. And I think it's funny watching it in isolation. It reminded me of where it, because this, this crazy lark of an episode has this hard right ending of just reality hitting Amy in the face. And, yeah. And it's, and then we go right into that amazing, nothing got me more hyped than the promo at the end for the Pandora. Yeah. yeah. Oh and yeah. I think that has a lot to do of why, I love this episode so much. And, you know, we say this a lot on the show that we believe season five to be a perfect season of television. Mm. Like, or near perfect. They're just like, and I think this episode coming off the heels of, you know, such big, crazy episodes and before such an explosive finale, it's, 
just the domesticity of it is just so delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. like, no, it speaks, it's... yeah, it, it speaks to like the confidence of every, it kind of makes sense that you said they filmed this at the very, very end of the season. Mm-hmm. Cause like Smith and Gillen are just so comfortable in these roles at this point that you're just having fun watching them go on this like caper. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. It, it's also uh, interesting. I guess this is just like a, a little, I don't know. This is the kind of like nerd shit that I'm, I'm, I get hung up on um, when I read about <laughs> behind the scenes stuff. So like, we talked about this with with Ru- the Russell T Davies era, how Russell sort of like invented the the concept of like the Doctor Light and or Companion Light episode um, to save money on the on the course of the show because while they're budgeted for thirteen episodes, they would film fourteen so that they could have the Christmas special, you know, et cetera, et cetera, um, and so like that started with season two of the show because. Obviously, series one didn't have a Christmas special because that Christmas special would have been shot with, you know, the first tenant episode. So that's part of series two and so on and so forth. Well, a similar thing happens here, which is that like he he was like, oh, yeah, Russell said I need to have like a companion light or a Dr. Light episode, whatever. And so like, let's do let's do that to like save money. But what he ends up doing is like realizing that like, oh, wait, the Christmas special was filmed by Russell as part of those specials that he did with Tenet. So I don't have to budget for that. And so, but so he's like, oh, so maybe we don't need to do a Dr. Light episode. And then he just systematically blew through his budget so <laughs> hardcore over the course of series five that he was like, Ooh, maybe we do. Okay. <laughs> and then that's how we get to the lodger. Um, but I just think that that's so funny that he was like, he was like, ah, oh, we don't, we actually don't need to do that. And then, and then, um, this uh, this season was expensive, quite expensive. So, um, I have a anyway. I, I I didn't know about the comic strip thing, and yeah, I'm kind of glad that it just dated for a few years because I don't think this story happening to ten would be as funny and like perfect for a, 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 for eleven. Like I I think because like eleven's kind of got that weird kind of cat in the hat quality about him. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. Totally. I, I I do agree with that. However, and that's the thing. If this was if if it was the the episode that I, I was pitching that 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 Gareth that um that Gareth Roberts was planning on writing, that is an episode that I would absolutely want to see if it was written by Russell T. Davies. But written by anyone else, I don't know that I care about their feelings on the Ten and Mickey relationship. I only care about Russell's feelings on that relationship. So if anyone else is writing it, I I don't have as much interest. Whereas this just being like a random put upon guy just happens into the doctor being his roommate. That's just kooky enough to work. Like, I just Mm -hmm. I love that. I think I think this energy is perfect. Um. Did y'all notice early on? I think it's even uh, in the cold open where Craig and uh, and Susie, Sophie, are like, okay. Sophie are in the apartment. Uh, on the fridge, we see uh, an advertisement for the Van Gogh exhibit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did notice fun. that this time. That's really fun. Um, I and that was just the last episode too. Mm-hmm. Um so that's 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 a nice carryover. Uh another thing that I think is 
interesting about the Moffat era that is very present in this episode and would become present in future episodes is his trolling of Doctor Who fans. Um, like he's like trolling, like he's not too upfront about it, but just the idea of like this episode, the preview for this episode, there's like a new TARDIS interior and everyone's like, whoa, we're going to have another time Lord. No, we're not. It's not, in fact, it's not even a TARDIS. Fuck you. <laughs> and then, and then like, you know, future stuff, like the little girl regenerating and you're like, oh my God, who the hell is that? And then that is like, uh. Like that's kind of like a wet fart of a reveal, and then uh, and then the um, uh, what's the other thing? Oh, naming an episode the Doctor's Wife, and everyone being like, "Oh, this is going to be about River." Nope, it's not. It's not going to be about River. It's going to be the best episode of Doctor Who you've ever right? seen. I was going to be it's not like, be about "I'm River. defending this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but I just think that that's. I just think that it's funny that like he has like uh has like a a series of doing this where he just. It's like ah, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna swing left when they think I'm gonna swing right. Um, he does that a lot. I don't know. I just. I think that's funny. Uh, uh, the name of the doctor. Yeah. Oh, that was another one. Yes, absolutely. Another perfect example of him. <laughs> everyone getting up in arms, like, "How dare you? You can't tell us the name of the doctor." And then he's just like, "Tee hee hee hee." You got mad. Uh, anyway, um, okay. So I, the, the, the lodger, um, I just, the comedy in this episode, I think is just like really well done. And I like the timing of it all. Like the timing of the reveal of like, well, I'm glad that you love me cause I'm your new flatmate. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just so silly and, and charming and great. Here, here's um, some rent. I love, yeah, I love how much. Uh, James Corden plays Craig as just like, I I don't know how to even argue with this guy. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to do. He's just so frazzled all the time. Um, and it's just very entertaining. So, um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I, the, the, the idea of like somewhat establishing what a real, tar- like, a, not a real TARDIS, but like a TARDIS with like a working chameleon circuit would actually be like is interesting, mm. I guess. Like being like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a neighbor upstairs. And, and the fact that like it doesn't ever occur to him that it, there is no upstairs is like, I don't know. I just think that that's a really interesting twist. Very. Uh, Shamalanian is, is that what you would call that? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's good. Um, other people talk, please. Uh. I feel like, well, okay. So I think the problem, the problem with this episode is that like we all really like it a lot, and and so there isn't like a whole lot to talk about. I think. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like. What else? What else do you think about? I, I have stuff to talk about, but I'm always trying okay. to get cast to talk more on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I really like. Uh, there's a line early on the Doctor has where he calls himself an ancient amateur. Mm. <laughs> That's good. And uh, yeah, there's also moments like where uh, Craig seems to be like kind of delighted by the Doctor as well. Like this guy, like I just uh, yeah, they they do a 
you 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 believe why he wouldn't just kick the doctor out immediately for being like weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um we get he the makes, uh, he makes what looks like to be one of the worst omelets I've ever seen. <laughs> but apparently it's awesome. Oh yeah, that's true. Apparently it is really good, but it looks it looks terrible. It just yeah. You know, that's kind of a cool so Eleven being really good at making omelets and football and like work. It's it's kind of funny that like oh this kind of weird dorky guy is like oh he's funny he's he's good at soccer. But I feel like with Tenet it would have just been too much like Chad energy. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, though I would have liked to see Mickey try to boss Ten around and be like, I finally have the upper hand because you're in my TARDIS now. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like making making rules and stuff. I don't know. I think that's there's there there's there's a way to write. I don't think you would be able to write it the same way, you know, like at all. Like it would just be, have to have a totally different energy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um I I just love that this is predominantly a rom-com. Like, obviously, I'm a sucker for that. Um, but I just, I love that. I think it's really, it's really great. And it's just really nice seeing, I don't know, like a bigger guy have, get to be the romantic lead of a of a thing, of a, yeah. of, a, of a thing, you know, like, and like nobody all. comments like just, on, nobody comments on his weight, which is really nice. Never. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice. Um, I just I really like that. And like they let him be like crushable, um, you know, despite what society tells us is is or is not attractive. I just mm-hmm. I love that. I think it's great. It's Th- a their very, chemistry's really good. It's a very sweet dynamic of the doctor kind of pieces together by talking to both of them that like they're they are both intentionally kind of limiting their ambitions and what they want out of life because they're afraid that it would mean letting go of the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Which um, is adorable. It is. It is really adorable. Uh what is what is what does Craig do for a living? <laughs> or is it supposed to be one of those jobs that you're you're just like, yeah, I don't know. It's that's the joke. It's like you don't know. It kind of almost it it seemed like a, like a city planning job a little bit. What did you think, Cass? Well, because it's like he says he refers to it as like a call center job, but like when you go in and have like the doctor talking to like specific clients, like that's not. I've worked in a call center. That's not what you do. So like I don't know yeah. if he just answers phones for like this other firm or like what. I'm not really sure. Yeah, and Sophie works there as well. Yeah. Right. Presumably that's how they met, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, um am I misremembering this or was this like at the time notable for being the first episode where you see the doctor like shirtless? Uh it would it wouldn't be the first time cuz you see um three showering in the oh, in his very first right. episode. Yes. Like singing opera or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, taking a post-regeneration shower. <laughs> um, before putting it on his new costume. Um, but maybe since then? Yeah, I think that's true of, of modern Who, not so much classic Who. 
Yeah, because the closest you get before this would be like ten in Christmas Invasion, being in like Jim Jams, the, the like PJs, a Jam yeah, shirt. yeah, yeah, the PJs. But like that's kind of it. But yeah, when uh, when Eleven steps out in a towel and Sophie's like, "Whoa, hey, yeah, Greg's, Greg's <laughs> hot new roommate." I love, I love his, I love how he just like awkwardly kisses everyone on the, on, on the two cheeks. He does like the European like kiss, kiss. And he's so, he's so slow about it because like he's like, he just so delicate. It's so awkward. The timing of it is perfect. I'm like, God, Matt Smith is kind of a comedic genius. I wish he could do comedy more. Um, he's so good at it. Morbius. Is he funny in that? I thought so. Oh, okay. He does a little dance. I know he, that. A little shirtless does. dance. Yeah. But. <laughs> anyway. Um. I don't know. Solid the, episode. Uh, the A plot of this <laughs> being that there is like a ship that is in search of a pilot. And so it's been like just incinerating people just trying to get one that's like system compatible. They mentioned at one point that he's done it like 17 times. Mm-hmm. That's also the same as the clockwork guys and girl in the fireplace trying to find parts to replace the ship. And also the same plot as the episode pilot the that introduced bill oh my god you're right i forgot about that because i was just thinking about yeah. the clockwork guys at in capaldi but yeah oh my yeah god. so weird um man he uh you know i i i always like those compilations we talk about like like um i think we've talked about this before but like the uh you know, like you can find those like Aaron Sorkin compilations of like times that he's had characters say the same line of dialogue in like multiple shows, yeah, you know, yeah. and things like that because he just reuses stuff that he thinks sounds good. Um, and and yeah, you could do the same thing with Moffat where you just like take little tropes and just repeat them. But there's something comforting in that, I think. I don't. Know. I I will say I think the the like the reveal that like. The reason um, Sophie and Craig haven't been like lured upstairs yet is because they don't want to leave. Like they're they're comfortable being like sedentary and stationary. Like I think the 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 computer program looking for like people who are wanting to be somewhere else is like really clever. Um, yeah, be- yeah, because like the the one like, we see this. One of the, I think the second victim is this like young woman who's like coming home from the pub. It seems like, and like they go out of her way to show her like her makeup's running, and she's been like crying mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. having a bad night. And so it's like, oh yeah, maybe she like wants to get out of town or leave or something. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I love that it ties in thematically with the the rom com of all of it all, which is that like neither of them want to le- go anywhere because they don't want to leave each other. Mm-hmm. And, and but they haven't said that to each other before, so it just I I love how it all sort of comes together, and they even have that great rom com moment of the miscommunication where he suggests like, oh yeah, maybe you should leave, and then now for the first time she's like, oh maybe I should leave, and then that's when she gets lured upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, having all of that sort of tied into like romantic comedy tropes is, oh boy, is that my jam. Um, <laughs> 
I love it. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Uh, I, I I like uh I like the doctor telling him not to touch the 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 watermark and then he he touches it after having like the soccer fight with him where he's just like you're too good at stuff and everyone likes you more. He's like, "You know what? I'm not going to listen to what he says. I'm going to touch it." And then he gets sick and gets replaced in his job by the doctor. I just I love all of that. It's just so good. <laughs> I uh and yeah like after and after that the doctor's like you idiot but then he like makes him breakfast in bed, and, yeah and the Craig's like his Mark Craig is like no I have to go to work it's important and Eleven's like you're important like stay in bed and yeah. it's like another thing where I don't know if I could see Ten being that like mothering I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm not maybe I'm being too harsh on Ten yeah well I think I think the 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 overall plot was probably different back then yeah like, it probably sure. wasn't. Yeah, all of this. And there wasn't obviously there wouldn't have been a romantic comedy element to it because mm-hmm. Mickey is pining for Rose. So it's it's a little bit more of a connection there. Um, how do we feel about the head the headbutts? Oh, like the like the mind meld thing? Yeah. It's fine. Like it, it <laughs> Yeah. It's a it's a it's a way to impart information without going over information that the audience already knows. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. He's an alien. He can do new, he can do weird stuff. Yeah. There's a part where he says, I am never doing that again. And I don't uh-huh. think that's true. I, I like think you're happens. right. I think he has had to do it one more time. One other time. I think. Um, Listeners, I don't listen. remember what, I don't remember what that time is. Yeah. Um, but I think just going back to what Cass said at the very beginning is like, there is such a visceral nostalgia of going back to this era of the show because like we were so young and they were so young and this was just such an exciting time to be a Whovian. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean, we're, we're, we're inches away from what I think is the absolute peak of this era of the show, which unfortunately is Doesn't without the knowledge long. of what happens later, <laughs> without the knowledge of what happens later, it is the little girl regenerating in the alley. I think, cause I just think it is like we were r- coming off of season five, entering seasons. It's a new season of the show. We're all excited. And then the craziest shit we've ever like, what? <laughs> like I, I, I just think that that is like the pinnacle of like, I will never be a bigger Doctor Who fan than I was in that moment of seeing that scene for the first time. Um, and uh, and then, you know, the subsequent disappointment that comes on the other <laughs> side of that. But, you know. Uh, yeah. Cass, do you think you have a moment like that for you? Um, I think it's actually... I think it's actually in Pandorica Opens. Um because mm. I have more memory of of watching series five than I do series six, and I series five was like the full like the first um, full season of Doctor Who that I was able to watch like as it was airing because um, mm. I caught like the tenant specials, but like like Matt Smith was like not my first Doctor, but like you know the Doctor that I watched live for the first time. Um, so. 
Like, I remember, like, where I was, like, what I did that day before we, like, sat down and watched, like, Pandora Opens. Um, and I think that moment for me is the 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 speech at um, Stonehenge where he's just, like, yelling up into the sky, sure. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But that little yeah. girl generating was pretty nuts, though. So. <laughs> you know what's... It's like personally, I remember, you know, up until season five, season six, like the 11th era, that was when for me, Doctor Who stopped being a thing I enjoyed by myself in seclusion, like Mm -hmm. being the only kid in my theory. So I thought the only kid in my town that knew what Doctor Who was Mm -hmm. to going off to college and meeting like my my nerdy college friends that had like, you know, uh vincent the 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 vincent and the doctor is like their wallpaper on their phone mm-hmm. yeah yeah like the, those the exploding tardis like absolutely. yeah starry night thing yeah yeah like you know addressed the cosplay as amy pond and it, it it became that's when doctor who became like a social thing of running to someone's dorm and being like what what did this mean or like that one sucked is it bad now what's happening like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I think I think prior to that moment, I, it, it's so funny. I just have a thing about regenerations, I guess, that I'm just yeah. like, anytime that happens, I get fucking hyped. Because the, <laughs> the, 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 the previous time that I felt that way was when uh, David Tennant uh, uh, regener- regenerates, says, I'm regenerating. And then it's like, to be continued. <laughs> um, that was like, I'm getting chills just thinking about that. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> that was uh i just i never get more hyped than uh, uh a a regeneration that you don't know is coming mm. um it's just like that blows my mind that just blows my mind and yeah and going into you know we're just a, a few weeks now from uh the power of the doctor and <sighs> kind of a building up i mean who knows because like you know going back to fan expectations and rumors and stuff but Seems like they might be really doing some fun, footloose, crazy stuff with regeneration soon. Mm, yeah, right, right, right. That's true. That's true. Um, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Uh, you know, it's my favorite time to be a Doctor Who fan is the sort of like just pre and just post regeneration era um, is always my favorite period of time because it's just so exciting there's just nothing there's no other show that does this you know so it's just very exciting have i have i talked about um my theory as to why uh we might be getting like a tenant adventure uh after jody whittaker regenerates no what is your theory okay so in in classic who there's like a throwaway line where um it's like female time lords can choose what they look like um and up until oh, this point right. we've never had a female doctor but you know like the doctor isn't a time lord quote unquote now but like i'm wondering if they're going to like play with that where the doctor is kind of like free trying on um uh, like appearances before they settle on 14 
Right. So that's, that's, my, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, that's my theory. At the end of power of the, at the end of power of the doctor, Jody's like, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Graham. Goodbye, Ryan. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Oh, I said you last. Oh, no. then, <laughs> yeah. Regenerates. And you think you're about to see Chudy Gottwap, but then it's David Tennant. Mm. I'm positive. That is how that's, that's going to be like the big, like what? Like yeah. moment for everyone. Right. Yeah. Who don't haven't seen the spy picks or the press releases or whatever. Um, I think that's going to be the big shock. But I am absolutely, absolutely bracing for the people who are going to be. Wait, I thought shoot. I thought I thought shooting at what was going to be the. Do- what is this? What the <laughs> hell is this? What is just a white guy again? What the hell is this? Yeah, he's already <laughs> been the doctor. I'm waiting for that. That is going to happen. That that sort of. Energy is going to be in the air, and I'm, 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 I'm like, ugh, I'm just like bracing for it. <laughs> I'm kind of delighted at the idea of new Whovians that are like sex education fans that like want to just see Chudi Gawa be the doctor and have no idea who David Tennant even is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like I follow this one uh, Twitter account, and they're like, when uh, when Jodie Whittaker regenerates, what face do you think we're going to see, Chudi Gawa or David Tennant? And it was like unanimously everyone said Shudi Gatwa. And I'm like, no, they're guys. I don't think you know how this is going to work. Like we're filming it right now. Yeah. Like, like, what? (laughs) yeah, I'm like, what are you? What? Really? Boy. Um, So I'm just surprised by that. What Um, I'm interested that was cool about that is the idea of whenever, you know, we see, you know, and I guess what's our spoiler policy on this? Because I guess this is all potential. We don't know if this is going to happen. Right, like, right, yeah. That's we're theorizing. It's because, yeah, like you know, there have been spy fix of David Tennant in kind of a kind of his costume, like running around, right, like and, a variation on it, yeah. And so it's like, what if he is the idea of David Tennant, the actor emulating Jodie Whittaker? Like, oh, that's like, interesting. He's not like he's not technically ten. He is still technically thirteen, but he's just kind of wearing like a Fortnite skin of ten. Right. <laughs> That's that's interesting because they work together. Um, right. There was I saw another theory about like. Because because the other aspect of this is just that, like, she's not becoming 10 again because he doesn't look like 10. He's he's aged. Fif- yeah, he's 15 years older. So what does that mean? And I remember seeing somebody theorizing on what that could mean. And I was like, I was like, huh? And but it didn't retain. I don't know. But I just <laughs> think that that is interesting. The the idea that like it's returning. But also, I hope that like when he regenerates, presumably either into eleven or twelve, you know, if they're continuing, like, like it, because there's a theory that there's going to be multiple specials, and that like each one is going to have a different doctor at the helm leading mm-hmm. up to fourteen. Um, that uh uh that that whenever like he regenerates if he's like i'm ready to go like instead of it's like instead of the like i don't want to go like a oh. call back to that and she's like <laughs> yeah no i'm ready it's fine <laughs> you know let's let's do this <laughs> yeah i don't know um anyway uh yeah i think that's all we have to say about the lodger we're already moving on to the future mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's aged well and i think you know it's a good it's a good part for james corden um mm-hmm. i i don't 
I don't know why we stopped liking him either. I guess it was cats. Was that kind of the and I well, it was I think it was the it was it was the karaoke was the I think that being so ubiquitous, the carpool karaoke, I think just really annoyed the shit out of people. And then like, yeah, then he was like constantly doing like cameos and musicals. So then he got the theater kids hating him. And that's the last thing you want is the theater kids not liking you. Uh, you know? So I think that's, I think it's the combination of those things. Cause there's a lot of theater kids who love Dr. Who. So like, I don't know. Yeah. There's like a good, mm-hmm, for sure. it's a big crossover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I mean, is there a part, in the universe better than doc than playing the doctor. Like, is there, is that the like perfect pinnacle of like a part to play? I don't know. I don't know that there's anything better than that. So you like get to be a part of a legacy, but you get to put your own spin on it. And like, that's the exciting thing about it. You know, it's kind of like doing Shakespeare, I guess in that way. Do a funny costume. Yeah. You get to pick out like a costume. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, like Joker. I can't wait to see what Shooty Gatwa's costume is going to be. Um, <laughs> I guess they were all together, like, like working through all of that. Um, very recently, they oh started God. like meeting. Um, yeah, because they, I guess, like Russell T. like let Shooty Gatwa read the first few um, scripts from his season, and everyone's losing their minds that's so cool it says that it's Stephen moffat says it's the best stuff that uh that he's ever written that russell t's ever written so and i'm like hmm why is Stephen moffat reading yeah. those scripts yes yeah, are we gonna get he's another gonna write moffat an episode, episode. yeah yeah <laughs> he says he says no he's like i don't think i would come back like russell t but i'm like you'd come back for an episode maybe you wouldn't come back and show run again but like you, you're not gonna stop. Like, what the hell else are you doing? Your HBO show got canceled. <laughs> call know. it, call it uh, the Doctor Kills Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like a robot. Let's kill Benjamin Franklin. Let's kill Benjamin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, check out the Patreon, DuelingGenre.com/support. And uh, become a Patreon member and let us know you want Doctor Who content and we'll bring it to you. Um, But in the meantime, we'll be back next time with Robot of Sherwood. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 B